are about to hear a life-changing message preached at Revival International Memphis by the Reverend Kojo Orleans Lindsay. In this Sunday's message, Reverend Lindsay continues the series on offenses. He preaches the message, Offenses and How to Overcome Them. Offenses are a certainty of life and are weapons of Satan. So how do we overcome them? First, we must expect offense in the church. Remember, we are all imperfect people serving a perfect God. Second, expect offense from those closest to you. Closeness breeds familiarity and not cherishing one another. So when offenses come, acknowledge them. And let us listen into this anointed word and ask God to help us prevent offenses in our life and overcome them when they arise. Be blessed. Land. Sing, sing, sing it. It is not easy. I think you must sit down and enjoy this. It's not easy to walk in love, but listen. The fruit of the spirit. It's a fruit of the spirit. Is walking in love. With hope and love. The greatest of this is love. Oh my God. Please help me to walk in love and to forgive. Walk in love and oh, forgive. Oh, it's not easy, but I can make it. For love is patient, and love is kind. Love is not jealous. Love is not easily provoked. Love is not proud. It's not unbecoming. Love is not jealous. Love is not easily Love is no pain, and love is kind. Love is not jealous. Love that's not bored. I've been learning love. Have you been learning to love? The greatest is love. Oh, love. Can I ever attain to it? Without love, all of my prayers are nothing. Without love, my giving is nothing. Without love, my tongues are nothing. Oh, love is the greatest. Because love is patient And love is kind And love is not jealous And love is not easily provoked Love is not proud It's not unbecoming Love does not boast Love does not seek its own For love is Love is not jealous, love does not boast, love is patient, and love is kind, love is not jealous, love does not boast, learning 
Love is not jealous. Love is not easily provoked. Love is not proud. It's not unbecoming. Love does not boast. Love does not seek its own. For love is patient. And love is kind. Love and peace. the most important topic the most important topic is love if you don't learn anything you know some have difficulty learning the scriptures that's fine some have difficulty speaking in tongues that's okay some have difficulty having your quiet time I know that some of you, the Bible does not see church. It never experiences Christian hands. Because you're home. The Bible is just lonely. But the biggest thing that we need to learn is love. The Bible says in 1 John chapter 4, verse 7, Beloved, let us love one another. In fact, the first thing is beloved. Beloved, you yourself, learn to be loved. Let us love one another, for love is of God. If there's one thing that is of God, for sure, it's not the scriptures. It's not, people read us. When I was an unbeliever, I learned the scriptures to challenge Christians. Yeah. They didn't make me a Christian. And I did Bible knowledge at school pass my exams I was not a Christian it's a course let us love one another for love is of God and everyone who loves is your real identity of being born again is not your knowledge of scriptures it's not your shoutings and prayers although real love people who love God anybody who loves me will hear my words if you love me keep my commandments so people who love God usually know scriptures as well. So, so don't use that ad. That pastor said, you don't even know to, need to know scriptures. You just have to love God. That's not what I said. If you love me, you keep my commandment. That's what the scripture says in the book of John, chapter 15, I believe, verse 15 or 14. But, beloved, let us love one another. For love is of God. And everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. You want to know somebody who knows God? Somebody who's loving. Hallelujah. 
And so John 13 and verse number, I believe 31, says that um, a commandment, one commandment I give you. This is just one commandment. In fact, John, John, John chapter 13, a new commandment I give you, that you love one another. That's what Jesus came. Ten commandments are there, but he came with one commandment, only one. Jesus' Christian commandment, New Testament commandment is one. One, not two. A new commandment that I give you, that you love one another. As I have loved you, that you love one another. In fact, King James says that you should love one to another. Love is done to. Amen. Yeah. And then verse 35, um, it says that this is what shows by this shall all men know that you are a disciple of Jesus Christ. Not because you know scriptures. Not because you speak in tongues. Not because of your fasting. Not because of but that you love one another. Do you get the point? Yeah. Yeah. Now, the beauty of this is that God does not live in isolation. Because as I'm speaking, some of you say, you'll be saying, oh, all those super spiritual who know scriptures, I'm better than you. But if you really love and you love, you love God first. Alright? And the Bible says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. You will keep God's commandments. You will walk in obedience to the scriptures. That means you will have your quiet time, you will read the Bible, you will pray, you will walk in holiness. Right? And Jesus Christ said, upon all this, the law and the prophets, they all hang on love. Did you know that? They all hang on love. That Jesus Christ was says one thing. What's the, they asked, what's the greatest commandment? It's the great commandment is this. That you love the Lord your God with all your heart and love your neighbor as yourself. So two things, love God and love people. Tell somebody, I will love God and I will love people. So John 14, 15, if you love me, keep my commandments. The way you show love to God is to keep his commandments. The way you love other people is to be kind, patient, all those things that were sung. You love God by keeping his commandment, by feeding his sheep. You love others by patient, being kind, suffering long. And so today, we're going to continue our scripture um, study, Bible study, on those who are offended. Clap for the Lord Jesus. Those who are offended. This is a book and must have for everybody. Written by our bishop and prophet, our pastor, Bishop Dagwood Mills. I mean, I've really been blessed. How many have been blessed so far by just the two messages we've preached so far? So how many have not been blessed? So why didn't you live to? How many have been blessed? Give me a wave. Good. Get it. Okay, get it. And um, I just want to promise you also that we're going to give everybody the 100 collections of books written by our prophet for free. Wow, are you sad? But I'm not seeing it. Express yourself, or otherwise I will not bring it. I'll let me try again. I am going to give you for free what Bishop has asked me to do. Say, give it to my sheep for free. 100 books. All right. So the first week of this month, we learned about offenses, that offenses must come. 
offenses will come. Right? Yeah. And we learned in John chapter 18, I mean, is it John chapter 18 verse 7? Matthew chapter 18 verse 7. That woe unto the world because of offenses. Woe unto the world because of offenses. For it must needs be that offenses come. But woe to the man by whom the offense comes. So we learned there that that most of the troubles that you see, woe means trouble, sorrows, curse, difficulties, pain, woe, woes, troubles. It's because of offenses. Look anywhere, the troubles are because of offenses. Did you know that Hitler killed the Jews because he was offended? If you go into it, Hitler, his mother, Hitler's mother was married to a Jew. And some troubles came. I mean, he was offended for life. Took vengeance. Whoa. I mean, the World Trade Center and all the who died because the Arab world are offended about America. Wars. If you look at the, the wars that are taking place, Russia against Ukraine, is because Ukraine wants to join the NATO. Russia feels that if they do, they will make them vulnerable to attack. And they've negotiated, they've tried to do everything, stay this way so that we'll be protected because you are the only wall of defense. And they said, no, you can think about yourself, but we have to also think about ourselves. You will be protected. What about us? What about if you begin to attack us? And that's exactly what has happened. And they were offended. That's it. Divorces, offenses. Woe, pain, offenses. Hurts, people are offended. Churches are offended. Pastors, sheep. Trouble, offenses. Woe to the world because of offenses. Your marriage can be very beautiful until one of them is offended. Yeah. I mean, somebody, I know somebody whose chair was this. Sat here, did here. Till the day. That somebody said, I heard. Somebody just told the person, Now you, you backslidden. That was it. That was it. The person said, You are saying this because Pastor has told you that I'm backslidden. There's been a discussion about me. That was the last day the person came to church. And the person has walked in pain. And it gripped my heart because of that. You get the point. One other person would see, I said, Oh, I'm not from this country. And because of that, that's why I was not made a pastor. I was offended. That was the last day of the person's heart with the church. Offenses. And then we learned last week that offenses are Satan's weapon. Satan's weapon. You know. And so because of that, it is important to watch your heart because when you're offended, you are actually under demonic attack. Do you remember? And then we explained it with a few scriptures. Um, first of all, 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 10 and 11. The Bible says, To whom you forgive anything, I forgive also. 
For if I forgive anything, to whom I forgive it, for your sakes forgive I it in the presence of Christ, lest Satan should get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices or tricks or schemes. In other words, you think you are not forgiving somebody. Paul said, well, if you forgive, I also forgive and in the name of Christ. In other words, Christ would have forgiven you to forgive because I am doing it for Christ's sake. You to do it for Christ's sake because otherwise Satan will actually take advantage of you. To have an advantage of somebody, it means, you know, once say, I'm taking advantage of you, I'm taking advantage of your situation. There's a situation. Taking advantage of the fact that you're kind. Taking advantage of the fact that you're bleeding. Taking advantage of the fact that you need a job. I'm taking advantage of the fact that you need some money. You need status. I'm taking your your disadvantage becomes my advantage. Anytime that somebody says you somebody's taking advantage, it means you are at a disadvantage. So Satan takes advantage of us when we are at a disadvantage. And the disadvantage is our unforgiveness. Yes. Capitalizes on it. You said the point. You get the point. Capitalize on it, and we learned it practically for Gen- from Genesis chapter four, from verse one. We read. Let's read it again, and that is the basis of that. And Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bare Cain, and said, "I have gotten a man from the Lord." Keep going, and then she bare again his brother Abel, and Abel was a keeper of the sheep, and Cain was a tiller of the ground. Keep going, um, and in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought up, brought of the fruit of the garden of the ground an offering unto the Lord, the fruit of the ground. And Abel also brought firstlings of his flock, the first of his flock, and selected out of the first the fat thereof, the first and the fattest. Okay. And the Lord had respect unto Abel and to his offering. Now what you do makes you acceptable. God accepted the offering and accepted the person. Now watch. But unto Cain and to his offering, Cain and to his offering, he had no respect. And Cain was very angry. And his countenance fell. It means that he became disheartened, offended, and all. Now, what happened? Whenever your countenance falls, whenever you feel less than you came in. I came in happy, but I'm living unhappy. I came in excited, but I'm, I'm, I'm living disheartened. Something has happened to you. I'll tell you, something has happened to you. When you have a mood change and it doesn't go up, it goes down. I'm telling you honest, something bad has happened to you. I'll say it again. You are happy and suddenly you are not happy. Check yourself. Something bad has happened. You have to check yourself. You are under influence. You are under attack. And so the Lord explained his fallen countenance. God picked up on it and the Lord said to Cain, Number one, why are you offended? Number two, why is your countenance falling? He connected the two. Do you get the point? It takes offense or anger for your countenance to fall. The falling of countenance is first because you are offended. You are angry. You are hurt. Oh, it's nothing. When you say it's nothing, something has made you made it nothing. Never accept it's nothing. It's nothing is the most dangerous. People who say it's nothing, they have something to hide. And the Bible says that we are not warring against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness of this world, 
Anything that is in the dark is not of the Lord. The Lord, Bible says, I am the light of the world, not the darkness of the world. Yeah. Anything you that is hidden, nothing. I don't want to say it. I don't want to discuss it. Don't just go away. It's something you actually need to bring up because it's going to destroy you. You are incubating the devil. Yeah. So he says, why are you wrath? Why is your countenance fallen? Why are you offended? And because of that, your countenance is fallen. Your mood is dropped. And then he explained to Cain, if you did well, will you not be accepted? If you did well. So what it is, is it was not about you. It was about what you did. I'll say it again. It is first about what you did. That is what is making this as if you are not accepted. God was not rejecting Cain. He was rejecting what he did. And so he addressed, if you did well, most people that are offended, they don't address what they did. Everything is about them. They take it so personal, they forget what brought it on. But God was not like that. God had told, look, I know that you are thinking that you are not being accepted. I know that you make it all, you're making it all about you. And therefore, your countenance is falling. But let me tell you, first it was if you had done well. If what you did was well, was right, was good, this wouldn't happen. Ladies and gentlemen, anytime you're offended, don't look at your emotions. Emotions are so deceptive. Emotions are so short-lived. Emotions are so unreliable. Yeah. You use short-term emotions, unreliable relations, emotions to take decisions, you will regret it so badly. Amnon felt emotions in the loins. I want to sleep with my sister went and skimmed and drew Tamar, slept with her, broke her virginity. And afterward, when she was satisfied emotionally, short-term emotions, unreliable feelings, she said, I don't want you. Get out of here. That led to his death. That led to distraction in George Davis' family. Emotional feelings. Unreliable. Unreliable. Yeah. So, this God put the action first and said, if you had done the right thing, there would not have been anything about you. And if you did not do well, that's the problem. Now that he defines, sin lies at the door. And unto you shall his desire be. And that word over there, sin, it had been introduced by only one person, Satan. Sin lies at the door and his desire, God didn't treat it as an object, but as a personality, as a spirit, as a spiritual being. His desire is for you and you should rule over what? It. Look, read it. Rule over him. God pointed to the spirit operating in the offense as a personality. As an entity that is backed, that should be called him. 
E. Demonic. Look, when you're offended, you hear voices, eh? Spirits talk to you, eh? Think about it. When you're angry, what are the things you hear? What are the things you feel like doing? Wicked things. Wicked things. The Bible says the wrath or anger or offense of God worketh not the righteousness of God. Wicked things. One day I was so angry, I told my wife, I want to buy a ticket for you to go to your parents. It was a nice Christian way of saying, I'm tired of you. Divorce. Yeah. I had to be counseled and prayed for to be delivered from the offense. Amen. And Jesus Christ, last week we read that Simon, Simon, even Simon, the head pastor of the church. Do you know Simon was the first pope? Peter, the first. And he was not ordained or chosen by any group or committee, by Jesus himself. But he was affected by offense. Says the devil has sought to sift you like wheat, Satan. But I prayed for you that your faith fail not. And when you are converted, strengthen your brothers. Luke chapter 22, verse 31 and 32. You see that? He said, when he was offended, Simon, said, Simon, Simon, that's double. That's serious. That's serious. Listen, Simon, Simon, when something is said, Brother Michael, Brother Michael, there's a danger. Maybe a snake. Usually I say, snake, that would you, something that is dangerous. Simon, Simon, and he explained, Simon, Satan has desired, again, the word desire, which was used by God on Cain, has desired to sift you. To sift you means to, to oppress you to the point of giving up on your faith. That's what the word sift. Offense can make you lose your faith. Faith in God, faith in people, faith in what? Your convictions. Yeah, 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 I was convinced about marrying you, but it's gone. Yeah. He says, the offense, it shakes you to the point of losing your convictions. When people are offended, they lose their convictions. I was, I was all excited about doing this job, but I'm not convinced anymore this job, this job is for me. Yeah, yeah, I've loved you all my life, mommy, but I to hell with you. I am tired of you. And suddenly a child is speaking that way to a parent and is being cursed. Yeah, because of offense. And you know, parents also offend. The Bible says, parents, provoke not your children to wrath. That word wrath is the response to offense. So children can be offended by their parents. But you see, when they are offended, that's when they, they are vulnerable. Satan will take advantage of their anger and destroy them. All, all adults who didn't grow well and become anything, they were, their childhood, they were cursed by the way they treated their parents. Almost all. Because the Bible says, honor your father and your mother. Which is the only commandment with promise. God said it's so important that I will reward those people who do it. Yes, because God didn't want his children to be cursed. 
So he said, it is so important. It's the only commandment we promise. Honor your father and your mother. Don't dishonor them. Don't disrespect them. And when you do that, you will live long on this earth and it will be well with you. In other words, if you dishonor them, it will not be well with you and you will not live long. Yeah. It's not every one of these guns, but the, the gun violence that is supposed to be, it's, sometimes it's not the person who shot that should be arrested. It's the person who was shot. If only they knew the spiritual implication. They should arrest the dead body because he's responding to a curse. It shall not be well with you. First of all, you will not prosper and you will not live long. I mean, come on, at least, Lord, give me one. So, this guy came. His end was going to be devastating. So, he was going to be a vagabond. And he was going to die early. He said, he's walking around. And then anybody who finds him will shoot him. That is this one. He told God, am I my brother's keeper? What's your problem? Rudeness is often a response to offense. People who are offended, they are very rude. Who they are offended, they are very rude. But rudeness can read. So today I'm going to share with you, now that we understand that this is satanic, and we read in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 15, he says that, lest, you know, I mean, looking diligently, work hard at it, lest you fail of the grace of God. Lest the root of bitterness springing up trouble you and thereby many be defiled troubles you and because of it please put your phone down everybody who's using their phone please put it down unless you're writing notes concerning this please don't text others and read when we're in church it's disrespectful okay i mean sincerely tell yourself it's because my bible is on my phone that one is acceptable but don't do other things you know if an important person is talking to you like this is god i'm representing god talking to you and then you're on your phone it's disdain and disrespect and this it's rude it's offensive remember war unto those through whom the offenses come so please try not to do that focus for this short time focus on what the lord has to say concerning this now how do we overcome this satanic thing because we know that people who are offended have insulted their parents and they've been cursed they've killed and people have murdered now this boy cain was so offended he killed his brother abel he killed him amnon i mean uh, Absalom was so offended that his brother Amnon has slept with his sister. He killed Amnon. Murder, jealousy, anger, wrath, wrath, rudeness, curses. These are all products. That's why the Bible says that lest Satan take advantage of you. For we are not ignorant of his devices. You see? Now, watch this. We want to go on to how to deal with it. I, I, I will recommend that get the first part and the second part of this message. This is part three. Today we want to talk about offenses, how to overcome them. If I was you, I would say that Satan, how to overcome him. 
because last time we realized that offenses we talked about it manifests in anger it manifests in troubled relationships losing of your friends do you realize that when people are offended they disconnect from their friends they don't want to talk to you anymore they don't want to associate with you anymore and we learned last week that when God loves you when God you are precious to God and you are honorable and he loves you he gives you people for your life and men for you and everything that God ever did for you he did it through somebody Aggie this phone you got it through somebody believe me your job you got it through somebody oh yeah 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 even your complexion was through somebody everything what have you that you did not receive when you're offended and you are now losing contact some people cannot talk to their sisters brothers cannot talk to their pastor have no relationship with their parents anymore in fact they are there they have even no relationship with their spouses they are living in the same place but there is that thing is ended that's why we said offenses is you are off to the end of the relationship you are off to end the relationship you're off off also means wrong you're on the you you're, you're, you're wrong so watch this how do we affect how do we prevent this about losing our you, you even lose your appetite when you're offended or you lose your desires i want to hug my wife but i'm so offended i will not hug i am hungry sincerely hungry in the house but because we had a little misunderstanding, I felt, why should you raise your voice at me? Why should you speak to me that way? Why should you defend your sister? I am angry. Therefore, I've gone to sit as if I'm reading the Bible. And I've finished reading what I'm reading, but I can't get up. I look spiritual, but I'm hungry. I have to get up. I need to ask for food. But I'm so offended that I've intentionally suppressed my appetite, but I am, there are a lot of Tongues going on in my stomach. Pain. The answer is in my wife and I can't cook. It's, it's demonic. Suddenly you get ulcers. Your blood pressure goes up. Actually, you can even collapse because of low blood sugar. All because of anger and when you're angry the sugar goes down faster it must be a demon now watch this how do we prevent it john 16 1 these things have i spoken unto you so that you should not be offended you should not be offended the best thing is to prevent offense you should not be offended but you see, you can't prevent that because Jesus said it must come. It will come. So that's the first thing you try. But when it comes, what do you do? First of all, number one, the first thing to do, since it cannot be, of, to be stopped, then expect it. Number one, first way to prevent the satanic influence. And, yeah, I told you that it means you're under influence. The first way is to expect offenses in ministry expect to be offended in the church yes i'll say it number one expect to be offended in the church or the ministry why do i use church or ministry because that's where you are expecting to find righteous people christians do you get the point in other words i can put it this way expect to, the, to be offended by 
the, the best of people. People who should know better. That means somebody like, you see, see this one, I mean, I'm talking about pastor, like Lady Pastor Devonia. We expect her to do better, to know better. But look at her. She came to sit, she stepped on my feet, and she's blocking my views. I've said it three times, she's still doing it. I'm offended. Expect to be offended in church, in ministry, by high-level spiritual people. They're still human. Expect to be. Your mother should know better. Your father should know better. She reads the Bible. She says she's a Christian. Expect to be offended by them. Otherwise, you will never be able to handle them. Otherwise, you can never have a good person for a friend. Expect. That's your spouse. There are reasons why some of There are people here who, the spouse is here, the one person is here, but the spouse is not here because of the behavior of the person who's going to church. Have you heard they call themselves Christians? Have you heard it before? Expect to be offended by the highly righteous people who should know better than you. Expect it. Expect to be offended by lovers. So watch this. Matthew 18, 7. Woe unto the world because of offenses. For it must needs be that offenses come. Expect to be offended. Even Jesus offended people. Do you believe it? Matthew chapter 15. And verse number 12. Matthew chapter 15, verse number 12. If you live with Jesus, you will get offense from Jesus. At least you will feel offended. You know, sometimes offenses come not necessarily because of the person who is offending you, but because you are a bit too petty. Oh, yeah, yeah. Look. Don't tell my wife I said this. She's very organized. She'll put things, like you see this thing that I took some and fell, some fell on the ground. Ah, I'm a dirty boy. <laughs> and I'm cleaning my face. See how I've squeezed it. Now if you, then after that you should fold it nicely. And then you, you should, it should be, even though you, you should be clean. So she's offended that, look at that. Meanwhile, the thing has not troubled you. The bitter troubles you. So the people, their, their goodness is what is the offense. One day I told my wife, I got my watch. See, this is my watch. And now I have only one watch. Because I realize when I have two watches, my wife loses them. Loses some. Because when I'm not wearing something, she'll pack it and put it somewhere I didn't, I didn't want to put. The word is nice. You say nice, but to me it's not nice. Think about this. She took my watch. I had two watches. This and another one. The one that a beautiful watch. And I was wearing it for more than one year. One day I came. I put it usually on the window. Sill. She's offended me. <laughs> I put it on the window like that. That's why I put it. 
One day I came, after I didn't go to work one week, I was looking for it, it was not there. I searched and I searched. Then my wife called and said, I've lost my watch. I said, no, it's not lost. I said, then where is it? I said, showed me. It's in the drawer at the back, at the worst. And then I went and looked in the whole drawer. I couldn't find it. And I called her again. She had traveled. I said, it's not there. I said, no, it's there. I said, but look, there's no watch. I said, no, it's in the box that was bought, it was bought in. The box? I've worn this for one year. You kept the box? She had put the thing in the box, wrapped it nicely, put it on it, put it in the box and put it at the back of the... What kind of abnormal behavior is this? Is it wrong if I get offended? I got offended. She got offended that I was offended. Think about it. She was offended that I was offended. And what was her basis? I am trying to nicely keep your watch, which is on the window, and it can fall. The sun can destroy it. I packaged it. I protected it. And I've presented, signed, sealed, delivered, and you're angry. Carry on. So I was offended. She was offended. I was offended for her goodness. Look, I'm trying to tell you, sometimes your offense is not justified. You are just offensive about something that is good, but you can't handle it. You can't handle it. Like Cain was offended by Abel's behavior. He could not handle the fact that Abel was better than him. He could not handle it. So he was, he was offended. You cannot handle that somebody was chosen to be the leader of this, but you were not chosen. You can't handle it. That's offenses in church. You cannot handle that the word can actually come and although you are justified, the word is telling you and you are telling you that you misbehaved. So you're offended with the pastor who carried the message. You will have offense. Expect it. Meanwhile, I'm telling the truth. Paul said, Galatians chapter 4 verse 8, Am I now become your enemy because I tell you the truth? Margie, shouldn't I tell the truth? Because of you, I should change the Bible. Expect to be offended in church by good people, by ministry people, by Jesus type people, by Christians. No, 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 no. Find it. Am I now become your enemy? Galatians 4:16. Am I therefore become your enemy because I tell you the truth? The truth has made me an enemy to you. The truth can make an enemy. Look at the way I was. My, my, I was angry with my wife. You know what I told her? When I finally found it and she was defending herself against the offense, I told her, listen, girl, this house is not just for you, it's also for me. And I told her, your organization is disorganizing me. Yeah. You are too organized that your organization is disorganizing me. She said, why? She said, because my organized fashion is to put things anywhere. But at least I remember. I put it on the way. I remember you, you, where you put it is too good i can't remember so i i organized myself by putting things the way i wanted but i remember where they are your organization is disorganizing me why don't i just accept your organization you will be offended by good people clap for the lord jesus expect it don't be quick to label the person bad but rather i'm telling you that's how to avoid offenses see see last week 
you see, now she, you see, you see, your sister is not sitting there. She's offended because of the kiss. I'm trying to kiss you, and because I kiss you, your makeup was spoiled. Then you get up. I hugged you and I kissed you. I intended well, and in church. Now because of that, this I told you that one day she will not sit by. Today she's sitting here. She has a new person because she has decided this girl is offensive. So she decided not only is he not sitting in another chair, she's even left the sanctuary. She's gone to be with her children. They, they don't offend. She's now with the children's church. She's left this church and gone to the children's church. Church offenses. Look at the dear sister who's trying to kiss. You will be offended by good people. Expect it. It doesn't mean they are bad. Sometimes it means, you know, you are, you know, I don't want to say the word, but yeah you are like your pastor you are not that organized you don't understand certain levels of help accept us think good about people think good about their intentions she kisses she spoiled the makeup but she meant well she put the watch at the back in the box at the back she meant well why can't you see the good about it see good about people you're less likely to be offended. Clap for the Lord Jesus. Jesus offended people. Matthew chapter 15 verse 12. The Bible says the people, the disciples came and said, Did you know that the Pharisees were offended after they heard your saying? Ah, Jesus offended people. So expect offense. Why? Because he preached well. Expect your pastor to offend you. Don't say that you're not coming to church again. Why did he preach that way? Do you know that when I was preaching the tithe, some people decided after the tithe they would come to church? Because what, what I'm preaching is affecting them too much. It's making them feel that they are bad. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's what some people told me. I said, when you finish the tithes, we'll come. And not everybody said, but at least I've heard one. Yeah. And it's not because he's teaching anything bad, it's good. But the problem is you. Do you, know the word? Do you know what that word means? Offense. It's the word, Greek word, scandalizo. Scandalizo. Do you know what it means? Do you want me to read it to you? It means to cause to stumble, to trip up somebody, to put you in a trap. When you're offended, you are entrapped by Satan. It means to cause to sin. You're likely to sin when you're offended. Cain killed his brother. Absalom killed his brother. I screamed at my wife. I'll tell you what I said. It means to make to offend. It means to put to a stumbling block. To put a stumbling block or impediment in the way of somebody. Anytime somebody's coming, that's what they're doing to you. It means to make you trip. It means to entice you to sin. That's why God said to Cain, sin lies at the door. It means to cause a person to begin to distrust or to desert another. Like Gabi has deserted Kayla. Now Kayla has a new friend called Camille. He's waiting till she kisses her cheek. And then she also moved, not, this time not to the children's church. She said, I'm going to the prayer warriors because they are at the back. Because now I'm talking to God. These people, I can't trust them.
This is the problem with people. They can't understand it. Then the lamp, all men are bad. No. And then now you want to, if you're a woman, you want to marry a woman. Very soon you say all women are bad. This offense is sometimes the reason why homosexuality starts. You're offended with men. Yeah. And they have no more feelings for men. And they call it, it was God who did it. No, it was your friends who did it. Satan did it. True. All men are bad. It's not true. Stop insulting me. Stop offending me. It means to cause to fall away. People fall away because of offense. You're falling away from your job, from your marriage, from your church, from your friends. You're even falling away from your own children and from your own parents. They don't like you as they liked you anymore. And you don't like them as they liked you. It's the demons that is trying to do it. Let go. To cause you, offense is to see in another what I disapprove. Yeah, when you're offended, you see somebody, you disapprove. Oh, he's a bad person. He's not such a good person. You are the worst person I ever met. It's offense. When you hear that, it's offense. It causes you not to acknowledge the authority of another. It's offense. You'll be surprised you will not acknowledge the authority of the pastor. Even of God. People are offended with God. They didn't accept the authority of Jesus Christ because they were offended in him. But Michael, it's a very wild thing. Okay, good. So, expect to be offended in church, in the ministry, with good people. Number two, expect to be offended by close people. Close people. Close people. John 21 verse 17. Watch this, Jesus. Yeah? Jesus, Peter was the closest. John 21 verse 17. He said unto Peter the third time. Jesus said to Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, do you love me? Peter was grieved. If I want you to start from verse 15. Let's start from verse 15. John chapter 21 verse 15. So when they had dined, I mean somebody they are eating with, huh? Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, do you love me more than this? What a question. But Jesus asked, do you love me more than this? One day I asked my wife, because, do you know, I went, I took my wife to my family house. And then, dear man, normally when I go, hey, they're happy to see me. This time they were happy to see my wife. And I was like a driver who chauffeured her. I felt very offended. And they said all kinds of good things. They brought the, my, my best food for her first. And then, I, so at a point, it happens several times. One day I asked my parents, is this girl more of your in-law than I am your son? <laughs> Why are you treating me this way? Why? What a bad question I asked. For my parents to choose between my wife and I. I should even be happy that they love my wife. When you're offended, you don't see the good that is being done to you. You are entrapped. You are under influence. Expect it so that you can deal with it. 
So when they had died, Jesus asked, do you love me more than this? And then Simon said, yes, Lord. Thou knowest that I love thee. And Jesus said, feed my lambs. Next, verse 16. He said to him again the second time, watch this, oh, how offensive. Simon, son of Judas, do you, do you love me? Second time, yes, Lord, I love you. You know that I love you. He said, feed my sheep. Jesus, is, not, is it not enough? Jesus, Mr. Jesus, Michael Jesus. Why? Is it not enough? You've asked me, I've said. You know it. I've been with you for years. You're about to die. If you're depressed, say it. Don't come and tell me I don't love you. If you want to give me to take care of your children, just say it. Now, this is how we behave. Jesus, say it. Jesus has been close with Peter. He see Peter's mother-in-law. Went to Peter's house, found the mother-in-law sick of fever, healed everything with Peter. Peter. Now Jesus is asking Peter, do you love me? Second question, do you love me? Now look at that question. Verse 17. He said to Simon Peter a third time, Simon, same word, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? Peter was offended. Peter was grieved. It's written in the Bible. Can you blame Peter? Can you, Marilyn, sincerely, what did Peter do wrong? I mean, it's because it's Jesus, we can't say it, but. <laughs> you know, I mean, come on, Jesus, three times. I've answered both well, third time. Then Peter was angry because he had been asked the third time, lovest thou me? And, and Peter said, Lord, thou knowest all things. Don't you know all things? Are you not Jesus? Thou knowest that I love thee. Jesus said again, feed my sheep. Peter was offended with his own pastor, his own close friend, his healer, everything. Somebody can be everything to you. You can still be offended in the person. Yes. If Jesus had walked away, Peter would have lost a friend, a pastor, a healer, a door to heaven, all that. He was offended. Let me tell you, when people are offended, they don't see any good about what they have. Remember that. Closest person. They ate food together. No. Hey! Expect offense from your close friends. Let me read something to you. You'll be surprised. Do you want me to read it? Psalm 55. Close people. I told you last week that it's the close people that will offend you. It's the tooth that will offend the tongue, not the toe. I still have a feeling that if we could hear the words of the tooth, that's the voice of the, of the, of the tongue. They are saying, ah, how well behaved are the thighs. Very well behaved are the heels. But the tongue starts relating with the heels. The heels will step on the tongue, crush it. At least the tooth, it will bite you. It will not crush you. The only reason why you feel Brother Spencer is such a great husband is because you haven't lived with him. That's why you are, you are now um, having a crush on him. You've had a crush on him, on Brother Michael, now he's on Rashad. What's wrong with you? Be content with your husband! Okay, Brunetta. Your husband is Kobe. No matter who he is, 
He's the one who dared to bring you close. Is there any of these people that tells you that pinches you and you say, Stop it, I like it? Therefore, he deserves a certain level of freedom, leeway. He will offend you. If you like, let's change. I'll bring you Spencer. We'll take Kobe. You'll enjoy him for a moment. You'll call Devonia, please. I beg you. I prefer my Kobe. Clap for the Lord Jesus. You'll be shocked that Devonia cannot tolerate. Well, you'll be shocked that the same person you don't like. Devonia will say that, ah, I should have married this Kobe 35 years ago. That's life. That's life. We all love Jesus, perhaps, because we didn't come that close. We would have been offended. We all say the Jews killed Jesus. Perhaps if Jesus was, came as an American, we would have killed him faster. Not three years. We could have, yeah, because we have weapons of mass destruction. We have killed Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. Yeah. Don't be quick. To, let me tell you, close friends will offend you. Isaiah, I said, ma, 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 ma. Did I say what? Psalm 55. Let's read from verse 18 to 20. Verse 16 to 18. Watch this. New Living Translation. Psalm 55, verse 16. But I will call on the Lord. Uh, let's read from verse... 18 to 20. Is that 18 to 20? Try, try 18 to 20. You'll be shocked. Okay, 20 to 22. 20 to 22. Good. In fact, start, let's start from verse 12. 12 to 14. Clap for the Lord Jesus. Watch this. New Living Translation. Watch this. It is not my enemy who offended me or who taunts me. I could have borne it. If it was my enemy, I could have handled it. I could take it. Yeah. You, people expect enemies to mistreat them. But I'm telling you what the Bible says. David said, it was not my enemy who taunted me. I could have borne it. It is not my enemy. It's not my foes who arrogantly insulted me. I could have hidden from them. Because I know it's an enemy, so I'm not surprised. It's not. I could have avoided them. I could have avoided them. It is not my enemy. Watch the next verse. Verse 13. Instead, it is you, my equal, my companion, my close friend. Jarvis, not that bad. Isabella, do you hear me? Everybody who has divorced, think it through. Once they went away, you chapped wondering. I could have handled it. Could have been better. My equal, my companion, companion, yes. My close friend, it is you. Then verse 14, watch this. Verse 14. What good fellowship we once enjoyed as we walked together to the house of God. So your church member has offended you and because of that you're not going to church. Because he was a Christian, we walked together to the house of God. Wow. Read from verse 
20 to 22, you'll be shocked. All these are in the Bible. Expect hurt from close friends, but give them a pass. As for my companion, as for my enemy, right? My companion, he betrayed his friends. He broke his promises. Maybe I haven't broken my promise to you before because I'm not that close. But friendship is such that people break their promises. His words were as smooth as butter, but his heart was warm. That's how you feel about everybody who comes close. Because people are people. They are human. His words are soothing as lotion. Wow. But underneath are daggers. See how you're, what you're saying about your spouse? See what you're saying about your father? See the bad thing you're saying about your pastor? He preaches well, but mm, that man has a bad heart, man. You don't know that Pastor Lindsay. Go with you. Say somebody, go with you. Stabbing with daggers. Then 22. How can you say such a thing about your close friend? Give your burdens to the Lord and he will take care of you. He will not permit the godly to slip and to fall. In other words, listen. If God has blessed you with somebody who is nice, enjoy it. Just pray about it to God. Tell God it's difficult. Let God help you. Don't give the person away. And please, if you are divorced, it's not you I'm talking about. Okay? Because it's not, nobody knows. Maybe you are on the receiving end. Nobody knows. Okay? So I'm talking about the fact that by all means you find something. Some of the people that we divorce, they can really, really, some people even can kill. And so don't, don't judge people who are divorced. You should have been in the marriage, you would have seen. Then finally, from verse 6, same Psalm to 8. See the person, what the person wants to do because of all these troubles. Wants to disconnect. I will not deal with human beings again. Watch this. 6. Oh, that I had wings. If only I had wings like a dove, I would, I, I, I would prefer to be a bird than to be a human being. I would have flown out of the human nature. I don't want to be a human being anymore. I don't like people. I don't want to associate with people. I want to be a bird. I want to be a dove. Then I'll fly away and rest because I have no rest among this humankind. Why did God make me a human being? Human beings are the most wicked. Somebody said that apart from the devil, humans are the most wicked. So go to heaven. Then verse 7, watch this. I would have flown. I would fly far away to the quiet of the wilderness. I won't live among human beings. Next, verse 8. How quickly I would have escaped far from this wild storm of hatred among people. That was David. Finally. So ladies and gentlemen, expect to be hurt by good people. Expect to be hurt by the church. Stay. Expect to be hurt by close people. God made them close for a purpose. Stay with them. Stay with your father. Stay with your mother. Stay with that friend. Or if there are reasons why you need to dissociate, no problem. But talk about it. And then finally, uh, how to pre 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 prevent offense. Confess and accept that you are hurt. You are offended. Own it. Confess and accept that you are offended. Amen. Now, 1 John 1, 8-10, the Bible says, If we say that we have no sin, 
we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, if we say that there's no offense, it's not true. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to, to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. Ladies and gentlemen, you see, no problem. It is, it is, it is to make you say that I have no sin. It is to make you say that I am not offended. What is that? Satan's aim is to keep you self-deceived and lost in darkness. To do this, he has to keep you saying to yourself, I am not offended. I am not hurt. I have forgiven him. I don't have any problem with him. Sometimes you have to say, I have a problem with him. Because one way of being self-deceived, the biggest problem you can have with any demon is when the demon is you or lives in you. Like the guy said, if he was there, you could run away. But if you, you are the deceiver. You are deceiving yourself. I'm not offended. I'm not. But things have changed. You can see clearly. You don't relate anymore. You're not happy anymore. You don't like this anymore. You are resigning. You are, you are even plotting against the person. It's a deception. Let me tell you, hurting people hurt people. Hurting people hurt people. If you agree that you are hurt, it will be less likely. Bible says in Hebrews 12, verse 15, lest, I mean, uh, 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 looking diligently, lest you fail of the grace of God. But the second part is, lest any root of bitterness inside of you, rooted in you, first troubles you, and thereby many people are hurt. When people are hurt, they hurt people. The bitterness troubling first you makes you a distributor of hurt. Have you seen somebody who's hurt before? It goes about hurting people, negative. Hurting people hurt people. Most of the people, many people that shoot, when you go to their background, they are, they are, they are, they are disturbed, they are hurt, they are abused. They are, they are holding offenses that they didn't deal with. Let me tell you, let not that offense take root. You will hurt people. Acknowledge it. Bring it to light. If you let it take root, it will trouble you first of all. Believe me, you will not keep it to yourself. You will trouble the whole family. You become a major source of trouble for the whole family, for the whole church. When you open your mouth, the words that will come, you will be shocked. The insults, the painful words that offended people have. When you hear somebody speaking, for example, about this same church that you so happily like, you would think that they are talking about a church that the pastor is Satan himself. And it's not because the pastor is bad or the church members are bad or the church is bad. It's because the person is really hurt. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Really don't take anything like that. When people hurt, the thing takes root and it disturbs people. If you like, let's put, if I had a chemical called offense, I'll put it, put it in you and put the offense against it and I'll bring you next week to come and preach. Yeah. The way you will analyze even this preaching and it's not because the preaching was not good because this preaching is really good, man. I mean, I'm planning to buy my own message, man. 
is really, really good by the grace of God. I can see in your face. Not even one person is asleep. Really good message. You heard part one, part two, and you are here for part three. This time you didn't come alone. You came with, this time you are writing notes. It must be really good message. But you, this same person who wrote the notes, watch this. I will take your notes and I'll put the spirit called offense into you. Offense against the pastor, against the church. And I'll bring you here. Preach the same message and write notes. You will never like the notes. Because hurting people hurt people. Never allow yourself to accept the root of hatred, of hurt. When it's coming, acknowledge it. I am hurt. I am hurt. One thing the devil cannot handle is light. Somebody acknowledge, if you confess your sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. Yeah. That confession, that acknowledgement, I am okay. One person told me when I got married, I was always offended. The person said, whenever there's a problem in the marriage, this is how to do it. He says, first of all, ask yourself, what did I do to contribute to this problem? And number two, what can I do to resolve it? Otherwise, you will destroy your whole marriage. That's what happened to Adam and Eve. Satan brought them to eat, to offend God, to eat the, the fruit. And then when God came, instead of Adam acknowledging that whatever it is, started accusing God, accusing it, that woman that you gave to me. And then Eve said, it's not me. It's a serpent which you put in the garden. And the serpent said, no problem. So long as I can take the power to resolve this issue from them, I'm good. So he puts it into himself, the dark place where you cannot find solution. Now, if they had acknowledged, God, it was my fault. It is me. It is me. I was offended. I didn't believe in you. I was really offended that you told me not to eat this. I mean, how dare? I mean, God, you actually knew that my eyes would be open and then you didn't do this. But you see, what Satan didn't say is that you'll be kicked out of the garden. Yes, and you will die. You'll be separated. And so, when they didn't acknowledge it, I'm wrong. It's my fault. I was offended about you. Nothing could be done. It kept the root, and the root destroyed them, destroyed mankind. We've all been defiled because of that. That root of bitterness, that root of offense. Believe me, your whole family can be wiped out into a group of hurt people who don't love anybody, don't trust anybody. They can grow up to become something. If only you could have just acknowledged. Sometimes we have to just go say, I'm sorry. Or say, look, it hurt me, but I want to talk about it. There's nothing like throwing light over it. I've done that many times. Many of you, that's how we've kept the relationship going. Accept that you have. Don't be like Adam and Eve and defile anybody. Remember this, hurting people, hurt people. Next week, I'll give you part two. I had eight solutions. I only gave you three. By the grace of God, till we come your way again next week, this is your usual hope. Reverend Kojo Orleans Lacey signing off. Put your hands together, rise to your feet. Wow, weren't you blessed by that anointed word of God? Come join our services this and every Sunday at 11 a.m. Central Standard Time in person at 5796 Shelby Oaks Drive, Memphis, Tennessee. Be blessed.